weekend, Donald Trump finally decided to return to Iowa after reports had been circulating that his campaign in Iowa was uh, not doing well, with his own son admitting that there are no adults in the room in Iowa. So Trump decided it was time to get back out there and feel the love from his supporters. And unfortunately for Donald Trump this past weekend, that love didn't actually materialize. Donald Trump did attend an Iowa state football game, the, uh, Iowa, what was it? The Iowa Hawkeyes versus the Iowa state cyclones. And he got a lot of cheers from the crowd. He was also greeted to what the media refers to as, um, one finger salutes. And that one finger happened to be the middle finger. So about half the audience there at the, uh, Iowa game was not happy to see Donald Trump there. But it wasn't just the middle fingers that awaited Donald Trump when he walked into that stadium. No, he was also greeted to a massive banner in the air that asked him a simple question that honestly, the media should be asking him. That question is, where's Melania? Right, Donald? I mean, you, you do still have a wife as far as we all know. So where is she? Melania Trump has, of course, been uh, noticeably absent from Donald Trump's re-election campaign, and nobody's asking about it, except, of course, those voters in Iowa who do want to know, where the hell is your wife? Where is the former first lady of the United States? And why is she not out here openly supporting your campaign? And to be honest, folks, it may seem trivial, but that is a valid question. Nikki Haley has made repeated comments about her husband, Republican presidential candidate, Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott is facing a backlash from his donors because he's not married. Uh, uh, Ron DeSantis has basically had his wife go out there and try to put a happy face on his failing campaign. So you do have spouses or in some cases, the lack of spouses playing a massive role in this campaign. That is something voters do care about for some weird reason. But Melania, even after serving as first lady of the United States for four years, just nowhere to be found, right? She's just hanging out at Mar-a-Lago doing her own thing. Now, according to reports, Melania has of course decided to just, you know, she fully supports Trump's reelection campaign, but, uh, she just wants to stay at Mar-a-Lago and, and raise her son, which I get it. Admirable. Makes total sense, right? But Baron Trump is 17 and a half years old. In fact, he's going to be turning 18 in just six months. And then after that, he graduates high school this year, or actually, you know, next year, next May, and then he's off to college. So it's not like she has to sit there and cut the crusts off his sandwiches for him. I mean, he is six months away from being legally considered an adult 17. So I'm assuming if he wants to, he can drive himself somewhere. So it's not like she has to sit there and babysit and bottle feed the kid. He he's, he's older now. And I, I mean, you know, I've, I've had a teenager, not many 17 year old boys want to sit around all day spending time with their mom at home. So I, I don't exactly buy that excuse. I really don't. I think Melania wants nothing to do with her husband. She's pissed off, according to reports, about all the legal problems that he's facing. She's been pissed off at his legal team because he's hired, you know, some of the crappiest lawyers that we have seen. And she's just in general, bitter and angry. 
Yes, she shows up at events with him at Mar-a-Lago sometimes. I mean, it's, it's her home, so it's not like she has to really do much. You live there, so it doesn't take much to just go walk over to the dining room and be seen. So I'm not really going to give you full credit for that. But otherwise, reports have told us throughout this entire year, she doesn't spend much time with Donald. She, she hangs out with her parents who live at Mar-a-Lago with them. She does hang out and take care of Baron, sure. But presidential campaigns, the spouses do come into play. Jill Biden did, Michelle Obama did. We're seeing it happen right now, but nobody's bothering to ask the question why this lady who spent four years as the first lady of the United States, why isn't she out there? I mean, listen, you were in that public role. I, I don't want to say you owe it to the public because you don't owe us anything at all. But at the same time, your husband wants that job back, which means you would get that job back of being first lady. But it, on the surface at least, looks like you want nothing to do with this. And it seems like reporters need to start asking Donald Trump that question. They're asking the other candidates... So it's only fair that they ask him as well. According to a new report from Politico, Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is now facing another revolt among the ranks of Republicans in the House. Now, pretty much all year, McCarthy has been facing a revolt from the lunatics, right? The extremists, your Matt Gates, your Marjorie Taylor Greens, your Lauren Boberts. And now the moderate Republicans are saying, you know what? We have had enough for eight months now, Kevin. You have let the lunatics have the keys to the car. And right now, especially this month of September, they're about to drive us off a cliff and you're sitting there doing nothing. Here's what's happening. We have multiple different appropriations bills, government funding bills that are due that have to be passed by September 30th. If they are not passed by September 30th, we start going into government shutdown mode, at which point federal workers, depending on where you are, get furloughed. We see national parks close down. Economies lose millions and millions of dollars all across the country. It's very difficult and it's very bad for the United States when we have a government shutdown. But the extremists are threatening to shut down the government if their list of terroristic demands are not met. Some of those demands, of course, include opening an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, which even Marjorie Taylor Greene over this past weekend appeared to back off of. Another one is completely defund the FBI. Not completely, I guess that was an overstatement, but cut money from the FBI, cut money from the DOJ so they can't continue their prosecutions of Donald Trump, get rid of wokeness in the military, whatever the hell that means. And of course, no more money for Ukraine, no federal mask mandates, don't even let people wear masks on airplanes. So these extremists have a list of stupid things that they want to do, and the moderates, according to this reporter, telling McCarthy, enough's enough, man. We're not going to tolerate this crap because if there is a government shutdown, we, the Republicans in charge of the house, which controls the power of the purse, we're the ones who are going to get blamed for it. And guess what? We're the ones who will pay the price, not the extremists. 
Because that's something, and I've been trying to hit on this a lot more recently in, in a lot of segments, both here and over at Ring of Fire, those extremists can be extremists because they're in safe districts. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene could single-handedly send us into a government shutdown and not pay the price for it among our constituents. Same thing with Matt Gates. same thing with Jim Jordan, same thing with a lot of these other Republicans who are saying, let's just shut it down. Why not? But it's the, it's the house members that are in the swing districts that are saying, now, wait a minute, you do that. I lose my job and a Democrat takes it over. We lose control of the house. And then of course we have to fight our way back to the majority. They're also telling Kevin McCarthy that, listen, we support you. Uh, one Republican, Don Bacon of Nebraska said, there's at least 180 of us that will vote for the speaker 15 more times if we've got to. So we just can't be held hostage to a threat. We're talking about a small minority who want to control the conference. So this revolt, the moderate revolt is not necessarily against Kevin McCarthy. It's against the lunatic fringe but they're holding McCarthy responsible, but they're holding him responsible by letting him know that we will blindly support you no matter what. So it's not really a revolt. Like you aren't threatening to use your power to get him out of the speakership. So what exactly is this revolt about? See, if, if you're not making clearer demands with consequences. If those demands are not met, then you're really not making any demands at all, but that's the way it is. You've got one group of Republicans in the house that want to shut down the government because they are petulant little children that want to destroy everything along the way. And if they're not allowed to destroy it, they'll shut it down. But then you have the other group that says, no, shutdowns are bad. And if you do that, we're not going to do anything to you. So there you are. I mean, if I'm Kevin McCarthy, I think I know which group I would end up siding with, even though it's the crazy side. They're the ones who are saying, if you don't do this, we're going to kick you out of the speakership. So they have consequences if their demands are not met, but this other so-called revolt as Politico put it said, we'd love for you to do these things, but don't worry because we won't hold you accountable if you don't. So McCarthy has no reason to side with the moderates because they're promising that they won't hold him accountable if he continues to side with the lunatics. Very weird and very stupid. Donald Trump is angry over the fact that uh, the Wall Street Journal recently did a poll that produced some unpleasant results for him. Uh, it showed that Donald Trump does not have widespread support among the American public and that the public also views him as a little too old to serve effectively as president of the United States. And just the existence of this poll, just the audacity of the wall street journal to even have this poll sent Trump over the edge. And of course, by the way, Fox news also reported on the poll because Fox news and the wall street journal happen to be owned by the same conservative media conglomerate, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch. So when Donald Trump found out that this poll even existed, he got on truth social and challenged Rupert Murdoch and pretty much anybody else out there to a mental acuity test. 
He's so mad about the poll, he says, I think your brains may not be working and you should be tested. Here's what Trump put on Truth Social. <laughs> Again, starts off talking about the poll. Where did that come from? A few years ago, I was the only one to agree to a mental acuity test and aced it. Now that the globalists at Fox and the Wall Street Journal have failed to push their third tier candidate to success, they do this? Well, I hereby challenge Rupert Murdoch and Sons, Biden, Wall Street Journal heads to acuity tests. Um, okay, let's go ahead and address some issues with what you said. You, you didn't agree to take the mental acuity test. That was actually just part of the routine examination that they gave you when you were president of the United States. You, you didn't go out there and tell everybody like, I volunteer to take a mental acuity test to show you all that I am not in fact losing my mind. That, that didn't happen. We didn't know you took the test until months after you took the test when you decided to start bragging about it. And that's where we got the person, man, woman, camera, TV thing. Because that was basically just checking to see how sharp your mind is to make sure that there's no, I, I guess, mental degradation. But it didn't check to see if you were mentally competent enough to be president. Like, do you have the temperament? It was not a psychological evaluation. It was just to make sure that, hey, <laughs> you're not like losing too many steps to even know your name at this point. That's basically what it was. It was a very rudimentary routine physician check, not a highly specialized test. And now Trump's like, well, Rupert Murdoch should take it. His kids should take it. Biden should take it. Everyone at the Wall Street Journal should take it. I did it. So you all have to do it too. No, I, I, I think what would be better for the American public is if you, and you know what? Sure. Rupert Murdoch too. And his kids. Why not? Um, I, I think y'all should have to take psychological evaluations because that's where we could determine if there really are maybe some issues that might prevent you from being able to serve effectively as president of the United States. I mean, if you want Biden to take a psych evaluation too, I'm all for it, right? I'm willing to bet, by the way, that the White House physician has, of course, given Biden that same mental acuity test that you had to take. Because again, it wasn't a voluntary thing. It was part of a routine checkup, which Biden also has with the White House physician. So I'm willing to bet he has also had that evaluation. But what Trump has not had is a psychological evaluation. That, that's what's really missing from the equation here, right? That mental acuity test, that's not that big of a deal. It really doesn't determine if there is a significant psychological problem. It just makes sure that, hey, is your brain working well enough to get you through any given day? So if you really want to put your money where your mouth is, Donald, you should be challenging these people to psych evaluations, but only, of course, after you sit through one yourself. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. <laughs>